Quick reminder, any of the visuals or photographs or videos you hear referenced in the episode, you can always go to steadyfocused.com and you can do a quick search for that episode and then you can visually see what you're hearing me reference in the podcast. I appreciate you guys. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome to the show Mr. Clay Cook. He is a fashion and advertising editorial photography based in Kentucky. And over a short period of time, Clay has shaped creative projects with brands such as Live Strong, NFL, Dillard's, Red Bull, and so many more. Um, in addition, he has brought to life worldwide assignments for publications such as USA Today, ESPN, Modern Salon, and Inc. Magazine. In addition, he has over 55,000 likes on Facebook, 31,000 followers on Instagram, over 10,000 on YouTube, and 2.5,000 plus on Twitter. Welcome to the show, Mr. Clay Cook. Thanks for having me, Simeon. It's great to be here. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm so thankful that you said yes. And how, I mean, it, 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 just so quick, you know, you and I have kept in touch over the years. Um, yeah. But just thank you, dude. Thank you. Yeah, of course. You know, it's things are kind of hectic, but you, you hit me at a right time. So I was like, oh, let's, let's, let's get it knocked out. So I'm happy to, happy to be a, a part of this. And I know you have a hectic world, and I definitely want to get into that. We are going to. I want to roll back, get in the time machine, and take it back in time to how you and I first met, actually. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Clay and I both have a rock and roll background, and you're, you were doing MySpace redesigns at the time, and I had reached out to you, and re, we redid... Uh, you, you actually knocked out some cool you know, MySpace stuff for us. Yeah. So I was started doing, um, you know, I was playing a, a, a musical act called in the clear myself. And I think we met through a mutual friend or manager at the time and, um, got linked up and I was doing graphic design and, um, a lot of MySpace pages, a lot of websites, a lot of, uh, various ad mats and advertisements for various labels and musicians and stuff. And I got linked up uh, with you. Yeah. And, uh, we did a, uh, old myspace redesign and mm -hmm. uh, i think we've kept in touch off and on throughout the years so yeah yeah and so how amazing the world works that now here we are we're talking and relatively quick clay your career took off in photography and you went kind of from a, a regular joe to being a you know a very respected name in the industry a blogger on f-stoppers and uh so please talk a little bit about your evolution from rock and roll to shooting for high-end magazines on the regular yeah it was it was an interesting transition so i picked up a camera in 2011 uh, i went through a pretty difficult time on a personal level went through a divorce and everything and uh you know i just wasn't really being creatively fulfilled and then my band broke up at the same year and so i just kind of migrated into something new, which was photography. And it kind of just 
exploded and snowballed for me. And I created a lot of interesting conceptual projects right out of the gate. Um, I kind of blended that with my graphic design experience. And then we uh, got bigger and bigger clients and started doing more things and um, started really shaping some awesome creative projects with some huge brands very in a short amount of time. And I just kind of took what I learned from the music industry and then applied it to photography. And it actually came very easy because in the music business, it was all about who you knew and, um, you know, favors and investing in your projects, investing in music and, you know, spending money to make money. And that's kind of what I did in the photography industry. And it just really, it, you know, snowballed for me very quickly. So within a couple of years, I was working on some major clients and, uh, you know, doing pretty well for myself. And then, uh, and then it went to like a, a national level once I got linked up with F stoppers and started writing for them. And, uh, then recently it's gone to an international level with doing a, a lot of big projects for, you know, those, those bigger brands such as ESPN and Toyota and uh, Red Bull and things of that nature. So and so clay what does a typical shoot look like for you now you know uh i'm I'm sure it started with just you and a camera and now what does it look like on a espn shoot or toyota you know like how many people yeah, and, and all of this it's it's morphed that's for sure over the years uh when i first started you know it's just me and myself and i would travel around and light things and i would actually take my like a makeup artist or somebody that i was working with and they would be my assistant and then I started realizing the extreme need for help on my shoots when the the setups got more and more complex. Um, now it's it's really the complete opposite. When I started, it all requires a team. Um, I have a team of um, six assistants that were constantly, you know, pushing the limit as far as efficiency, getting things done. We're always pre-staging, pre-lighting, so that when our subject comes in through the door, we're ready to rock and roll, ready to go. We knock out the shoot in a short amount of time. Now for my bigger projects on the international level, it's it's a little bit more rugged just because we're in a third world country a lot, things of that nature. But um, but uh, here on the big editorial gigs, like the magazine shoots and stuff, it's definitely big setups, big production. Um, it's all very much a team effort which is the exact opposite of how it used to be. So I'm fortunate to work with a lot of creative, talented artists that basically uh, make the train move, you know? And what would you say is, now that you are advanced and further along in your career, and you, especially being part of F-Stoppers, and so many photographers come to you, and I'm sure you hear from, what is that one technique or that one action that you see photographers are overlooking or neglecting or you know they're lacking to do that maybe you think man this is the thing you guys should be focusing on and you're not well there's two different elements to that there's you know there's the business element and then there's obviously the photography element um you know i've always considered myself a businessman over a an artist but i fall actually According to my personality test that I've taken, I fall right in the middle of a right brain and left brain. So I'm able to be extremely creative, but also be a great businessman and be able to talk to people and, and network and things like that. And that's how I've really taken off quickly is just, like I said, applying what I learned in the music business, which is talking to people, networking and and uh, and uh moving that and shaping that in the photography world. But on a business level, I would say definitely just getting out of the house, you know, like mm -hmm. a lot of photographers are very much introverts and, yes. uh, you know, they're artists. They like to kind of hide behind the camera. 
And I, I would say I used to be like that when I first started. But, you know, if you really want to work with higher end clientele and work with people that are um, are willing to pay you, then you got to be able to know those people and network. And it could be the difference between making hundreds to thousands to tens of thousands on your photo shoots. So mm. um, knowing the right people and getting out of the house is definitely the first step. And, you know, getting out and talking to people on the techno technical side, the technique side, I would definitely say that being different is huge because there's a lot mm. of noise out there. It's a really exciting time for photography, you know, with Instagram and all these mobile apps and, you know, the iPhone and, you know, you, you having the ability to have an, a really awesome quality camera with you at all times is exciting. And everyone is shooting photography. That's also a double-edged sword where there's a problem where it's important to stand out and be unique to yourself because um, if you're not, you're just going to kind of create noise just like everyone else. So you have to be really good at your job and you have to be really an expert. And that's where people are going to really start paying you and paying attention more importantly. Um, so on the technique side, just do something different, do something unique, do something creative. That's, that's going to make you stand out. And then, uh, in turn, that's what really the hiring clientele wants to buy into. So speaking of that's excellent, Clay. I mean, that's, there's so much great knowledge that you just gave to us. Speaking of being unique, talk about your recent travel to the top of Kilimanjaro, which was also part of this big effort of yours to raise money for clean water and education for the people of Tanzania. Yeah, so, you know, a couple of years, about a year ago, I met these guys in Natus Films, and Natus Films is a group in which we have grants that are given us to um, basically tell stories about foundations that really need it most. Um, we, so we travel all over the world to build content for brands and not other nonprofits that uh, really need to be um, heard. And our content gives us the ability and them their gives them the ability to um, promote themselves and, you know, other additional donors and investors. And so um, with Kilimanjaro, we met this guy named Adrian McCray in Tanzania during our time with the NFL and Waterboys last year. And we met uh, Adrian and he runs a foundation called Wings of Kilimanjaro in which we basically uh, get a bunch of paragliding pilots um, together to raise uh, um, a as much money as possible. And then we climb up to the summit of Mount Kilimanjaro and paraglide off the summit at 19,341 feet. And so we, um, that's exactly what we did. And we ended up raising $200,000 for clean water and education in Tanzania. And so I would never was really interested in that kind of work. Like I would consider it almost photojournalism. It would consider, even though I do portraits, um, I was never really interested in that side of the work until I actually did it and got involved. And it's such a rewarding thing to um, be a part of crazy, insane projects like that. But Kilimanjaro was tough. You know, it's, I've never done anything high altitude climbing before. And uh, so it was something that I had to really, way on all facets of, you know, myself, health wise and focus wise and you know, everything. So it was a major undertaking. And fortunately, we all made it home safely. And uh, our content is soon to be released, I would say, first of next year. And mm -hmm. um, it's going to be some really incredible stuff. We ended up setting a Guinness World Record by doing it, um, by paragliding off the summit. And, uh, it was an, it was an incredible experience. 
yeah, I mean, it was exciting when I first saw, I think it was on Instagram that you were posting that you were about to do it. And I thought, wow, that's, that's it. That's going for it. So what do you say to a, a young photographer that's coming up and they say, Hey, that's great. Clay, I'm glad you can do all this stuff, but I can't do that. I don't have a, you know, medium format camera. And, you know, one of those people that just put roadblocks around themselves and say that could never be me. What do you say to someone like that? You know, I I talk to photographers daily, every day. And I most recently did this phase one tour and I really talked about my personal life and how that plays a role into what I do um, as a brand. And I would say to most photographers is the the first thing and the key element is just to shoot and to shoot a lot, like as much as possible, because the more you shoot, the more you're going to fail. And then, of course, the more you fail, the more you're going to learn. And success is truly built on the foundation of failure. Um, you know, I did get I didn't make any money until I actually failed a lot. And so I think that's the key is to really just shoot um, and shoot as much as possible um, because that's that's really how you're going to start building um, a, ni- a niche and finding out what you don't like to shoot. And then the more you sort of find your niche and then you find something that's different to you, that's when you're going to start noticing a difference between, you know, the 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 hundreds to the thousands of dollars. And like that, that's the difference, you know. And so it's, and it's, a, say, it's a roller coaster. That That's brilliant. And Building on that, what do you say to someone that says, okay, I can shoot a lot, but man, there's nothing going on in my town and I would have to travel all this distance and I just, there's nothing in my town to photograph. You only say it's like you're your own worst enemy. So the only thing at the end of the day is stopping you from doing anything you want is yourself. And uh, I love the quote from Amelia Earhart says, the most effective way to do it is to do it. And I think that's, the biggest takeaway that I could leave anyone that's young and just starting in photography is that it's all about the hard work and hustle. It's not necessarily about talent. It's not about the camera. It's not about lighting or anything else. Um, even though all of those elements play a massive role in, in, you know, branding and marketing and whatever else, I think that anyone can be a success and anyone can be a successful photographer if they just have a really strong work ethic and really put everything they've got into the, the whole aspect of photography. So, and it starts with shooting, uh, shooting a significant amount. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm totally guilty of creating excuses for myself and create like I, you know, when I used to be obsessed with mountain climbing, I used to really just want to do it. And, but I would always create you know, excuses for myself of like, Oh, I'm, um, you know, I don't have money or I don't have a passport. I'm like, well, you got to save money and you got to get a passport and you're going to just do all those things. So, um, excuses can be detrimental to, um, a progress of anything. So I think it's important just to, just to get out there and hustle. I think that's, that's where you're going to really make some progress. Who are some of your heroes, Clay? Um, you know, I, it's interesting because in, inspiration sort of comes from everywhere for me. Um, inspiration is in life more than anything else. Personal struggles, personal, um, you know, just hurdles. I think that growth uh, comes from change and then 
I would say that change always comes from the catalyst of a struggle. Uh, a struggle is the catalyst for change. So um, life is what's inspiring more than like photographers themselves. However, if I had to lock it into a couple of photographers, it would be uh, Annie Leibovitz and Norman Jean Roy. And um, on the fashion end, I would say, uh, well, on the editorial end, Miller Mobley. On the fashion end, I'd say um, Christian Schuler and Patrick Democlia. And you know, I've got a lot of got a lot of heroes, but those mm-hmm. are those are my main my main people right there. So. And so right now, Clay, are you in Kentucky? I am. Yeah, you, I do okay. a lot of traveling. I do. Yeah. I'm based in Louisville, and okay. Louisville is a great city. It's I kind of compare it to a Portland, Oregon. Um, oh yeah. Okay. So that's going something like Austin as well. Yeah. The exactly. Okay. The creative community is extremely vibrant here. It's uh, there was a fashion show this past weekend, and there was you know hundreds of people there to celebrate this fashion event, and it was really cool you know, events. And it just goes to show you that the creative community in Louisville is very strong. You know, we have the Kentucky Derby every year, which brings in millions of people. And the fashion element of that is just huge. And we have some major, uh, major brands here as well, like Brown Foreman, who owns Jack Daniels and Woodford and all these uh, bourbon brands, as well as uh, tobacco. And then we've got Yum, which owns all these fast food restaurants. And of course, UPS and Amazon are based here. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of big corporations and there's a lot of great opportunity in Louisville. So I've decided to kind of stick around here for the time being, mm-hmm. but I do a lot of traveling. So I'm constantly on the road and constantly in a plane. I feel like I live in airports uh, practically a lot. So, Well, if, if we were doing this interview in Kentucky and we were sitting down at a at a restaurant where would yeah. we be eating what would what would we be eating that's a great that's a great question um there's some amazing restaurants in louisville it's actually well known for its food scene but uh my favorite restaurant here is uh of a guy i've actually photographed a couple times um 610 magnolia uh edward lee and it's just an incredible restaurant here um in Louisville. And then, but, uh, um, I would say I'd love to go to like harvest. Harvest is a great farm to table restaurant, really good steaks and, uh, good cocktails. And it'd be a really mm-hmm. good, good place to go to have a strong, you know, good old, uh, old fashioned bourbon there drink we go. And, and have, uh, have a good conversation. So. Well, awesome. And Clay, you are an inspiration. Oh, thank uh, you. and I thank you for coming on the show, dude. Thank you for being yeah, so open. And uh, so let's see, uh, you know, just kind of last question. I just, um, you know, where do you see yourself going in the next 10 years? You know, I'm going to kind of keep the train train rolling. Um, the hardest thing that I constantly struggle with is just maintaining the ability to do everything I want to do. Um, you know, I have my goals, I have my small goals and I have my long-term goals and I have my dreams, which is, you know, shooting for the bigger publications and shooting for the huge magazines and shooting specific people. Um, and that, you know, I have all those goals set in place, but I think for me, it's as long as I keep putting myself in the position to have the opportunity to really impact the world and impact photographers and impact people um, by creating art and doing what I do, then that's, that's the ultimate success. And that's the ultimate sort of um, 
you know, ongoing goal for me. Um, I couldn't say where I'm going to be in 10 years. I, don't, I couldn't say where I'm going to be in six months from now. I actually don't know, but every year yeah. it gets crazier and crazier. Um, every year I set stronger goals. I try to level up if you will, every single year. And, uh, it just gets, it gets to the point, but I'm, hopefully I'm able to maintain that and still balance work, life, friends, and family amongst all that. Um, but yeah, I, th- I would say that's the biggest, biggest thing for me is just having the ability to, to impact the world as much as possible through, through photography. When you're leveling up, do you do a lot of, uh, reading books or do you do audible or, you know, how do you consume your continuing education as far as outside of photography? I think it's people for me. Um, I don't really do a lot of research or reading or, um, I did when I first started, you know, of course that was important. I lived on YouTube pretty much. I kind of soaked in all the knowledge and soaked in all the videos and, you know, blogs and all that stuff. And, um, I don't really do that much anymore for me. It's more, I learn from conversations. I learn from other people and naturally I'm around extremely talented people every single day. So it's easy for me to consume knowledge just by having a conversation. So that's really where, um, I do that. But if you're first starting out, I would say that there's a lot of, you know, reliable resources out there. And F-Stoppers is one of those places for sure to kind of consume some solid information that's legit from good photographers or good photographers. Um, you know, I get also consume a lot of inspiration online through other photographers, through my community, my Facebook community. So, um, that's, that's another great resource where I'm able to gain a little inspiration from some of my peers. Yeah. What speaking of, you know, you're online, when people want to find out more about you, Clay, and they want to follow your journey, how can people find you? I would say the best thing is through my Facebook community, one, um, Facebook page, um, Instagram at Clay Cook Photo. But if the, people want sort of a more inside sort of uh, aspect to my life um, as a photographer living this crazy world is Snapchat. It's also Clay Cook Photo. And then, um, and then of course, my blog, which I do a lot of a lot of blogging on my bigger projects, my bigger trips. Um, the more rewarding projects that I'm involved is clay-cook.com. And any final thoughts that you have out there, Clay? Anything else you, you want to? Yeah. So I, yeah. you know, I always like to end podcast interviews with just kind of this, you know, statement of if there's anyone out there, there's any photographers out there that are kind of going through a struggle or going through a point in their life where they're not being inspired or they just kind of need a, a pep talk, if you will, or really anything, any questions. And I have an open email, which I always respond to. And that's info, I-N-F-O at claycookphotography.com. And I always get back to every photographer that reaches out, even if it's the smallest question. Um, I do my best to kind of help out the photography industry because I think at the end of the day, if we're all willing to help each other and kind of pay it forward, then it's going to just raise the monetary value of our business. And I think that that's one of the most important things that we can do is just pay it forward, help each other out. And, um, and it's not only rewarding, but it's, like I said, it's going to definitely help, uh, the entire industry as a whole. Amen. So I, I totally agree with, with that, man. Just helping each other out, sharing the knowledge, sharing the information, giving back to the community that we are a part of. 
And uh, I was just writing about how important it is to continue my growth and my evolution, as well as teach everything that I'm learning along the way. Um, Because if I don't, not only is it holding me back, if I don't evolve, if I don't push it, if I don't, like you say, hustle, then uh, not only is it hurting myself, but it's hurting the community and Mm -hmm. the people who are listening to what I may have to say, what you have to say. So uh, it's very important to to push it and give back while we're while we're taking it in. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's 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 so important. And that's honestly, I feel like um, the more you give back, the more you'll get. Um, it's like a give and take kind of thing. And then that's how it works in social media, but it's definitely how it works in business too. It's like you scratch backs, you do favors, you pay it forward. You're going to get, um, a lot of that in return. And that is really one truly important facet of business and, and what we do as a photographer. Clay, you're the man, dude. I I really appreciate you taking the time and, uh, man, that that's all I got. I love your artwork. I love your hustle. I love how quick you've progressed and you're just staying hungry. I love your hunger and your, uh, your curiosity that I love it, dude. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity to come on the show and talk a little bit about what I got going on. So, um, again, if everyone wants to reach out to me, they can email me or, uh, touch base via social media and i always love talking to photographers and helping out wherever i can so yeah all right ladies and gentlemen so there you have it mr clay cook clay cook photography get out there like him share about him follow his journey this is uh this is it's been a great interview